perfect service, the Mechaber. And since every wise man is already convinced of the necessity for perfecting divine service and the obligation that the service should be pure, meaning done properly and without ulterior motives, and it should be clean from anything that could be a blemish, we will learn that there are all manners of things that can blemish one's avoida. Next, the author tells us something surprising. For without the perfect perfection of service, purity, and avoidance of blemishes, his servants is definitely not accepted at all. Rather, it is rejected and abominated by Hashem. Rabbi Miller. In my own Sefer, I underlined this passage many years ago. If a person is lacking in perfection of avoida, it is not accepted at all. I'll give a simple example. If a person prays but doesn't think about what he's saying, it's not going to be accepted at all. That, of course, is a very simple thing. And yet, it's a universal problem. There are so many people who daven without intention, and it is not accepted by Hashem at all. The Rambam says, any tefillah that is not said with intention is not tefillah. It's not accepted at all. If a person does certain mitzvahs, but he does them in part, because he would like to be respected by other people. That is already a flaw. He is not doing the mitzvahs purely for the purpose of serving Hashem. He is also doing them because otherwise he would not have any standing in the community or in his family. That's a blemish that according to what the Mesilus Yishodim states here would result in his avoidah being eina nirzet vadai klal. Definitely not accepted at all. We have to approach what he is saying with the understanding that he is not exaggerating. Why shouldn't it be, why shouldn't it be accepted partially? Let's say a person brings a korban to the base migdash. Base migdash. He spends a lot of money on the animal, but it has a blemish. So the entire korban is invalid. He doesn't get credit for all the money he invested in buying that korban because the blemish causes the whole thing to be disqualified. So too, a blemish in his avoida, also causes it to be disqualified. Mechaber. Hashem looks into the hearts and minds of people, and their intentions are what count. He understands every inclination of their thoughts. Rabbi Miller. Therefore, if our thoughts are not in accordance with our deeds, then Hashem does not accept the deeds. Mechaber. What will we answer on the day of rebuke? On the day of judgment, if we are negligent in this study, Rabbi Miller, if we had an opportunity to study how to perfect our, our, our avoida, but we were negligent, what will be our answer for this negligence? Mechaber. We let go of something which is so obligatory upon us. Which is the main thing that Hashem is demanding of us? What will we answer? What does it look like, Rabbi Miller says, to have this kind of purity of heart in our service? For example, every day people say the words of the Shemona Esrei prayer. After Shemona Esrei, there's a short prayer in which we say, May it be your will that the Beis HaMikdash should be built speedily in our days. What if it doesn't bother you that there is no Beis HaMikdash? Then you are just saying words. Even if you have in mind the translation of the words, you are not longing for the rebuilding of the Beis Amigdash. How do we rectify this? 
by thinking about longing for the base of Migdash when we say these words and by trying to long for it. After a period of trying, people will begin to actually feel it. But most people have never even heard of the necessity. In the Musaf prayer we say, Because of our sins, we were exiled from our land. We cannot ascend, we cannot ascend and perform our obligations. Are we bothered in the least that we cannot bring the offerings? We have to think about what a pity it is that we cannot bring the offerings. This cannot be remedied in just one minute. But on the other hand, it doesn't take years either. If a person says, a few times with a little thought and over time a little more deeply, then after a while, without too much work, he will gain the feeling that we are missing the base amigdash. We say in Ashrei, Zecher we remember your great goodness. But what are you remembering? Do you ever take out five minutes to think about Hashem's goodness to you in the past year? You have to remember that last year you had a severe cold and you were worried. And a week or two passed and you got rid of it. You have to remember Hashem's great goodness. Remember you were worried about a shidduch for your first son. Then he got a nice shidduch. Without having your mind on these things, how can you fulfill the idea, the remembrance, the remembrance of your great goodness? What do you remember? You got such a good shidduch for your son. What? When you are walking in the street, why not utilize the time to think of things he did for you in the past year? If you have married off your daughters and they are living peacefully with their husbands, that's good news. You have to thank Hashem for that. If a person is not sincere, he doesn't have any thoughts at all. In Kriya Shema, we say, and you, sh- and you shall love Hashem your God. Do you have any love for Hashem at all? Explain the feeling of love for Hashem. How can we love Hashem? You can learn to love Hashem. You don't have to work a hundred years to get there, but you have to do something. Our whole avoida is built on thought.